it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by. Hey, guys. Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is uh, Justin over here in Los Angeles. And now that we don't have as many regular episodes with with Mike and me, we're going to be doing some more bonus episodes, some more than usual. And this is going to be the first one that we're, you know, in this rebooted pod that we're doing. And it just seems like the perfect time to talk about emo music. We've got When We Were Young Fest just happened this past weekend. We've got the second weekend, the one day on October 29th happening this upcoming weekend. So I'm bringing on a very special guest in in just a second to talk our top five emo albums, top five emo songs, and just talk about the genre and some of our favorite bands in general. So, of course, I had to bring the one and only, the one man that could come and do this with me right. Recurring guest, you know him, you love him, Coach Adam. Hello, my friend. What is up? And let's not let's not forget to talk about when we were young, 2023's lineup, which oh is a God. little more pop punk. Mm-hmm. And it's the return a Blink-182, which oh. I think to the podcast and I think to Justin, it's something we got to talk about for a second. We do. I mean, if you know me well, you know that Blink-182 has been my favorite band since I was nine years old. Um, I'm now 33. So it's been a journey going through a breakup, a reunion, another breakup, and now another reunion. Well, and, and cancer, right? yes, and oh, cancer. Um, how about Travis in your death experience? I mean, it's it's been a uh, it's been a journey. Some would say it would make a hell of a movie one day. That would be fun. That would be it fun. Would. But um, but we're excited for the new tour. We're excited for the new music. Um, we're I'm, excited. We're excited for Blink. And this this man over here was giving us constant updates over the last year. Anything that were on the Reddit boards <laughs> about a possible reunion, chatter, everything. This he was he was on it. We were prepared. Um and we're ready. So we're ready. We're ready. Hey, but fun fun fact for everyone listening. When the day they announced it, I texted Adam and his sister Emma, big shout out to Emma, at Somewhere in the what was it about five five fifty something? Yep. In the morning, and the best part was Adam texted me back just a few minutes later. Somehow we were both up. I saw the news. I couldn't sleep after. The boys are back. I could not be more excited. Truly, I mean, this doesn't even do it justice. Excitement is through the roof. Tickets are bought to the tour. Tickets are bought to when we were young next year. 
I mean, it's the greatest thing ever. Mark, Tom, Travis, glad to have you back together. And and as we've said on the podcast back in the day, I'm so glad, of course, that Mark beat stage four cancer. Truly, that was that was the best of all. Even if they never got back together as a band, but man, is it cool? Is it great to have him back? It's great to have him back. Many... It's great to have him back, and I feel like we will talk about our pop punk episode for when the tour starts. Maybe next when we're young. But right now, we're talking emo. And unless you were living under a rock this weekend, everyone was talking about this festival in Vegas. I think when tickets went on sale months ago, people thought it had some Firefest vibes. It didn't seem didn't seem like you could have that many bands in one day. People weren't sure where it was. And then the first day, the first day it was supposed to happen, huge wins. They had to cancel it. But it looked pretty awesome yesterday. I heard nothing but great reviews. And, you know, the emos really had this resurgence over the last couple of years. It's part started with, with Emo Night and these parties all across, you know, America. Emo Night had a slot on Coach at Coachella, and it was a yeah. blast. And, you know, I, I feel like emo, I feel like our lists are going to be very similar because I think you know, you look at all these emo lists and, you know, there's, there's, there's emo in the eighties and early nineties. And there's, there's this new age of emo and all these new bands, but the heart of that festival lineup. And I think the heart of the, the, the stuff we're going to talk about today are bands that I, I think we started really getting into when we were at our most emo stages, right? We're going through our first breakups and our first loves and our first heartbreaks and and all that. And it really takes me back to a time, high school, early college, when I was the most emo. And I think that's where most of uh, the bands we're going to talk about today were. I fully agree. Um, I couldn't agree more. These are the These are the songs, the albums that were absolutely crucial in us growing up. You know, going through our first, our first loves, our first heartbreaks, our you know, just all our so many firsts in life. You know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it really blends a few different genres. I mean, there's really a lot of different types of emo music. You have kind of your indie rock, you have your hardcore, you have your close to pop punk vibes it's there's a lot of there's a lot of you know different subcultures and Mm -hmm. you know there's definitely a tree of like starting you know i i I, like i don't know about you but i i listened to pop pop punk and punk growing up then i started listening to emo and i think there's that drive-through records kind of tree that that brought me to people like something corporate and rx bandits and slowly would then bring me to like a Mars Volta and indie rock and dance, you know, and, and I think it started with emo music is as much as emo music sometimes, you know, gets a bad rep. We were kind of talking earlier where I almost called it like kind of like comedy in, in terms of accolades and how people review movies. Like you, you never really get awards for comedy or great reviews for comedy in terms of, you know, music, uh, you know, movie snobs, but there's just some great emo 
songs and albums that we're going to talk about today that are perfect songs and can get you emotional, can make you happy. And like I said, I think that's why these festivals are selling out. Emo Night's so big and keeps growing. And now you have bands like, or artists like, you know, Olivia Rodrigo and Machine Gun Kelly and all these other new bands that are kind of uh, taking the formula back. Mm-hmm. All right, should we go? I think we start. I think we start this up. I think should we start with albums? Yeah, let's do albums. Why don't you start us off? Okay. So, for me, coming in at number five, lead American Jimmy Eat World. It's my number four. Well, let's just tag team it then. All right, start you, us off. You, okay. So, man, Jimmy World. I think you and I have said that we, we said this honestly before we even started the pod today. Jimmy World's one of those bands. It almost feels criminal to loop. Not, not because there's anything wrong with the emo scene. Like, we love the emo scene. We're the biggest fucking proponents of the emo scene. But it almost feels like we're pigeonholing a band like Jimmy World by calling them emo because they're just such a great rock band all around. Alt rock, emo. You know, they, they bring so many different subgenres of rock, in my opinion, to just be a great, fully formed, all-around rock band. But they're titans of the scene. They're always on, you know, they're at when we were young. They, when they've done stuff like this before in the past, like some of these Taste of Chaos and whatnot, they're on it. They, they are forever ingrained in this scene. And this album, to me, of all their albums, I know that a lot of people would probably put Clarity on here. That, that was another just massive fucking album within the scene. But to me, this is the one. It's got ble- the title track, Bleed American. It's it's my favorite Jimmy Eat World song ever. Obviously, you have the monster smash of the middle, which is just, oh man, one of the most fun songs ever. You've got sweetness. You've got a praise chorus. I mean, you've got so many fucking bangers on this album. And it's just so good fully through. I just... There's it's really perfect, no way talk to yeah you bring this it, in. It's bring a this perfect. In. It's a perfect album, and it's a, and it's definitely an album where if we were talking about albums of the two thousands, rock albums, it can make a lot of lists for me. Yep. It, it, there's um, if you don't hear you me, get it faster. Talk about a great emo song and a great breakdown. The authority song, which is in a bunch of stuff, it's. It's so good. A Praise Chorus is one of my favorite songs. Probably one of my more played songs ever. Um, it just makes me happy every time I hear it. It's, so good. It's a perfect album. And I feel like the only reason why it's not higher, because out of my out of probably my top five albums, it's probably the best album. It's just not the most emo, which is why I don't have it higher. But it's, I Agreed. think we said what we need to say. It's a perfect album. It's so good. And if anyone, if anyone forgets, Bleed America, Futures, Clarity are some perfect albums with so many, so many delightful songs. Couldn't agree more. Oh, man, Jimmy. Well, that was your number four. What's your number number four? So here's here's my number five. So my number five, this, this band is probably on both my lists. The 
probably one of the lesser bands I think of, you would think of when you think emo. I think I think people would describe this band with a little bit different genres, but this album was so massive, and it almost it almost had me feel like where now you have this resurgence, the first big emo bang in the early 2000s, and they had a bunch of kind of different albums, hardcore, goth, screamo albums. And this was just a pure good album, but to me it's pretty emo, and there's some legendary emo songs. It's AFI Sing the Sorrow. Wow. You know what? That is a great, great entry into this list. Fucking fantastic choice. Yeah, they, there's some great there's some great songs on it. Um, I listened to Silver and Cold recently. What a great song! I honestly have to give it a re-listen because it's been that long for me. Yeah, there's there's it's a great. My, Girls not gray is great. Leaving song part two, but well, leaving song part two. It's a it, it's a it's a great album, and like I said, it definitely you know it definitely. Um, it definitely extends what you could be considered an emo album because it's, I guarantee you, different than most albums we have on this list. I mean, just think about Jimmy Eat World. You know, Jimmy Eat World and AFI are two completely different bands, completely different crowds, but it is under this emo umbrella. Yeah, agreed. Um, that's, a, that's a great number five. My brother would also be very happy about that because he was a big AFI guy back in the day. So you've made my brother happy just now. Shout out to Dylan. Love it. Um, all right. My number four. So number four, for me, this is, this, is a, this is a band that I feel like there's a few bands that are just synonymous with, with the emo scene. And this is one of those bands. For me, this is the album... And it was close between this and another album, but this is the album I, I had to pick when it comes to this band. That is Dashboard Confessional, The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most. I, I, it's, a, it's a great pick. Dashboard is, I mean, Dashboard is the definition uh, of emo. Here's a guy who is in this way heavy, hardcore type band, and he takes an acoustic guitar and write some of the most emo anthems of our generation. And there's so many good songs on this album. So many. And I know that a few of a few of them are on the Swiss Army Romance, which to me it's like they go hand in hand. They both are so fucking good. Like, depending on the day, it could be either of these albums for me. But the fact that this one has the best deceptions, which is one of, if not my favorite dashboard songs, just just it just pushed it over the edge. So, you know, it's got screaming infidelities, it's got best deceptions, it's got saints and sailors. Saints Again, and sailors I go unnoticed. Oh, so one of the best as well. The places you have come to fear the most, of course, the title track. Just so many of these, just emotional. You know, guy with an acoustic, you know, with a guitar, just, just unbelievable. Um, and I went to some, I, I saw Dashboard in high school and it was when it was still him and the acoustic guitar and the crowds would just, I mean, he, he didn't even need to sing. I mean, it was just a sing-along and it was, it was like, it was really like you're part of something really cool and something so different. And 
I, I I love Dashboard. I I didn't have Dashboard album on my two on my on my list because I think like they have two great albums and it mm. kind of split down the middle for me. But this is a great one. I probably would have leaned toward this one also. I love it. I love it. Well, that's number four. All right. Should I go number three? It's. I'm trying to think. You know what? It's me number three because I started. Take we it. got a little. We got a little mixed up. So okay. Take it away. So number three. I am going to go to actually, so this is funny. I, I'm going to be completely honest here. So, so when Adam and I met, I, uh, obviously we both grew up with this scene. I definitely leaned more into pop punk. I was a big, big pop punk punk kid. I did get into some of the emo bands, um, especially a few that, you know, will be talked about soon. And this one band for some weird reason, just snuck under my radar when I was a kid. And when Emo Night, you know, formerly known as Taking Back Tuesday, shout out to the old school days. Um, when that started up and I started going, this band immediately shot to one of my favorite bands within the scene. And this album is just so fucking good. Had to be included. And that is something corporate leaving through the window. I didn't have it on my list because to me, again, it says, I don't think of emo. I just think of just a perfect, a, a perfect album and such a, mm-hmm. you know, my first introduction to a piano in a band and um, almost indie rock, whatever it is. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. And so it warms my heart that you, you had this album. Um, I saw it- I saw something corporate at Tower Records in 2002 when their EP right before leaving to the window, Audio Boxer, was out. Saw them open for Newfound Glory. I saw them at the Warp Tour. And I just fell in love with them. I fell in love with them. This album, there's so many great songs. So many great songs. It's insane. It's... It's it's almost a perfect album, too. there's, There's probably 10 or 11 like songs that I will stop what I'm doing and sing along and just have a smile on my face. I want to save you fall straw dogs. Probably my personal favorite hurricanes, probably everyone's favorite. Talk about a perfect emo song. I woke up in a car. Punk I woke rock up princess. If you see Jordan, punk rock princess. If you see Jordan, I mean, now that's an emo song, right? Talking about a bully, and uh, it's 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 phenomenal, and it's I, I'll never forget they um so they played Warp Tour the first year I went two thousand two, and then mm-hmm. two thousand three we take a we take a train to Ventura, great venue right by the beach, and you know this is where you know Rancid's headlining and all these the U's and all these big bands and I just will remember Andrew gets on the stage and he says the biggest pussies from last year's Warp Tour are back. <laughs> they open with and they open with Straw Dog, and it's it's amazing. It's it, oh it's amazing. God. They're one of my all time favorite bands, as you know. I just saw the Something Corporate reunion show for Andrew's fortieth birthday. Yes, you did. And I would say it's it's one of his two best albums. It's up there with Everything in Transit, which is probably a little less emo if you put a gun to my head. Oh which yeah, is why I that's agree. Not, which is why that's not on the list, but. You know, Andrew's just a hell of a talent. He's, his solo stuff is great. And, you know, you picked one of my favorite all-time albums. 
Dude, well, and that's what's so that's what's so crazy too is like I had seen Jack's Mannequin. I had you know I I knew of and really liked Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, and I knew that something corporate existed beforehand. But it really wasn't until about 2015 that I really dug in finally. That was one of those bands, one of those few bands that was a late a late addition to me. And my God, have has it been a band that I play all the time now. And I cannot wait to see them at next year's when we were young. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm, I'm the opposite because in high school, I went to something corporate shows. Yeah, and I, they were one of my favorite bands. I had a poster in my room, but and I think when Jack's Manigan started, I was like, I don't know if I was just like, ah, they're not as good as something corporate, and I was just kind of stubborn, and I didn't get into Jack's Manigan until a little after, probably around the time where he ended up doing his solo stuff, mm-hmm. and so it was the opposite opposite for me. But um, you know, something where I had two great albums. North is a great album, but I would say. You know, there's more emo songs. Cabin Apart, that's another one we missed. Just some great, just some great songs. And a lot of emo ones. Astronaut, that's that's an emo song, you know? Totally. Um, So great, great call. I love it. Thank you. Bring me to your number three. All right. Some, I'm I'm guessing you would have this on your list, but I could be wrong. The self-titled used. Got it higher. All right. Let's wait on that one. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so you're number okay. two. My number two. Well, this tends to be our big debate, my friend. Our big de- Adam and I have one, especially one band. Well, first just- of all, I think I think we have another passionate debate, which I'm sure maybe we you, you could do a poll once this uh, pod comes out. Because okay. another one we debate about a lot is what's a better movie, Friends with Benefits. Or No Strings Attached. Or No Strings Attached. And I'm you a know what? Let's not influence no anyone. Let's, oh, I was going to say, ah, let's not shit. even influence anyone and just have them vote. You're but, right. Yes, you're right. I'll, just, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that it's, out. It's okay. But just in anyway, you, you don't have to cut it out. But he's, because everyone's going to side with me anyway. Ah! <laughs> No, All right. that's a better movie, and people like Friends with Benefits because they just like Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis better. You know what? Let's let the people decide. We'll let the people decide. Let's get. We're getting sidetracked. We're getting very sidetracked. So here for this, my number two emo album of all time, "Where You Want to Be" by Taking Back Sunday. So, "Where You Want to Be," the second album by Taking Back Sunday. I think is fucking brilliant. I know everyone loves Tell All Your Friends. It's a fucking classic. Well, it's a better album, but it's... Yeah, you know, to, to Adam it is. But I mean, to most, to most fans of, you know, if you look at, if you look at um, statistics, I'm, I'm gonna... on, statistics on the app, on, on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the streaming services, if you look at probably requested songs at concerts, it's not, but it's a great album. And if the hey. other album didn't exist, this would be in my list. Hey, and- I'm going to take us through this one real quick. All right? Set phasers to stun. Bonus mosh part two. A decade under the influence. This photograph is proof. The Union. New American classic. Which what is a so gem. good. 
Um, I am Fred Astaire. 180 by Summer. Which is one of my favorite all-time Taking Back Sunday songs. It's so good. If anyone wants an emo song that they might not have heard from this podcast, go crank up 180 by Summer. Please. And and you know what? Just for me, because it's my favorite Taking Back Sunday song ever, throw on Bonus Mosh Part 2 after. But then we finish out the album with number five with a bullet, Little Devotional, and Slow Dance on the Inside. It is a fucking perfect album to me. Perfect. Near perfect. I'll give it a nine out of ten just because tens are reserved for the best of the best, a.k.a. my number one. But A.k.a. tell all your friends, which it might be. Anyways, I fucking love this album. I think while this and Tell Your Friends are obviously hailed as the two best, I know a lot of people love Louder Now as well. Again, this is just taking back Sunday, one of the greatest emo bands of all time. But this one for me just does it for me. Just does it for me the most. I think it always loses slightly to Tell Your Friends. I'm here to champion it. And, well, you know. Well, also, this album came out where the band pretty much split in half. Agreed. And I know. Talk about the most emo thing you can do. Like literally there's there was there was relationships involved and there was a new band formed. It was honestly the most emo thing that could probably happen. And I mean they and wrote let's... So- and they wrote songs about it. Yeah. And 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 let's be honest, like, you know, led by Adam they he showed that hey i could write a great album you know without the other two and while the other two were actually writing some great songs that could maybe be on our list in um starlight run is he wrote a great album and it's um and he wrote a, multiple great albums yeah. it's great that they had their reunion but where you want to be is definitely a fantastic album at a very emotional time for the band well put. And look, I'm just saying, because I know you know I'm a champion of this album. If you're looking for an album that maybe you haven't listened to, if you're, you know, you skew in, you know, the early the two the, the, the early two thousands, mid to late two thousands emo scene, and you haven't really listened to any of these guys recently, the album Happiness Is by Taking Back Sunday is absolutely phenomenal. So if you've never heard it, take a listen to that one. But where you want to be? That's my number two. Bring us, bring us to yours, Adam. You're All right, my number it. two is one of the more underrated bands. They're so underrated. I have no one to go to their concerts with. There's a couple bands that when they come to town, I just have no one that wants to go, and I go by myself. I have a good time because I love this band. So I would compare this band to the emo scene, like I compare to the Pixies, to like the indie rock scene, and. I think the Pixies, for example, are brutally underrated. Yet, if you ask almost all the indie bands in the big indie boom, indie rock boom in the 2000s, they would all say they're influenced by the Pixies. And this band is by far one of the more influenced, influential emo bands. And if you look at a bunch of bands we're going to talk about, it's Wikipedia. They're all going to say, get up kids, get up kids, get up kids. So this is the get up kids, something to write home about. It is a perfect emo album. If you like Jimmy Eat World, for example, you're going to like the get up kids. And that's kind of what I got to say. Um, go listen to the get up kids. They're brutally underrated. They're a great band. They have a bunch of good albums, but this is by far their best one. Something to write home about. 
I've got a. I'm gonna take your advice and I'm gonna go listen to that album. Please do. Let me know. Let me know what you think. And I think you're gonna love it. I I I honestly know that I will. I don't know why I haven't done the dive sooner because you've you've mentioned them to me before. I've obviously heard them when we've gone to emo night, but it's it's time. It's time. I I know that I'm gonna come back to you and say that was that was a great pick. I can't wait. All right. We've arrived. Number one. You guys already know what it is. But you know what? I'm going to fucking cheat a little bit. Because I think the two greatest emo albums of all time are the self-titled used album and In Love and Death by The Used. They've got they've got their grip on the fucking top of the emo the emo hill in my opinion. It's they're unbelievable. Unbelievable. But we'll start by talking about self-titled. That's that's my personal favorite album. And I know same for you, Adam. You dive in. Let's talk a little bit about it. So there was something about there was something about like emo music that wasn't that cool, right? Like to me, it was still wasn't that cool to like, you know, some of the more dashboard starting lines, something corporates. It seemed like there's a lot more girls that liked them. Totally. And for some reason, this band just made it just we're just cool. To me, when I started liking the use, I sported that U shirt. I wore it all the time because I just felt like I was part of something cool. They had an edge to them. They had an edge to them. There was definitely bands that were similar to them. Glassjaw, Finch, other kind of hardcore emo bands. But this one, with the help of one of our favorites, um, Goldfinger lead singer and Mr. John Feldman, monster producer John Feldman, who pretty much discovered them. He produced one of the coolest albums, and they toured. They had the, their album cycle for this album was for four years. It I was mean, insane. I, I literally, I think for three years, I was going to the same set, but it was cool every time, and I loved it. And it was you could see them get bigger and bigger. And it was a spectacle. At the Warp Tour, Bert would get on stage. He would jump in the crowd. He would throw up into his He'd make mouth himself puke. Throw the microphone. And it was so cool. And there's, there's such a variety of emo songs, right? You have a song like On My Own, which is like, you know, just him, emotional. Yep. Like, like you could play with an acoustic guitar if he wanted to. And then there's, you know, maybe memories or or um, box of box of sharp objects, which of are course. just like you're you're moshing, but you're also it's also an emo song. I mean, there's definitely emo elements to those songs. Well, the thing that's so incredible about the used and about and about what Bert can do with his voice is he so seamlessly transitions between just straight screamo and screaming into this into a melodic beautiful voice that he has and it's like yeah and, and, I, no, I, and, and which leads me to then the next last two like blue and yellow and box of box full of sharp objects well and taste of ink they're just just songs that no one can pull off than hurt and it's and it's it's there's no song like bury myself alive or taste of ink no no and it's i mean Think about all the songs you just said that are all massive within the within the emo scene. Like this album, 
I'm just going to say for my personal tastes, this album, when I like try to come up, compile a list of my favorite albums ever, not even just emo, this is on there for me. I mean, for a debut album, this is insane. It's the track list does not miss. I love every single song. Even the fucking bonus track after Pieces Mended, Choke Me, is unbelievable. Um, which they used to do live and was fucking insane. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, they are so good. And, and again, you got to give it up. Like the dedication they had after this first album, that touring cycle, the nonstop grind, Bert would just walk around the venues and like introduce himself and meet people like, right. I think I told you, I think I told you my first, the used for this album came out and we went to the Troubadour. It was a free show announced on K-Rock. They brought pizza for everyone in the crowd. They talked to everyone. I mean, let's be honest. This is kind of what made me love music was I I would go to these shows and the bands were accessible. They'd sign autographs and you're, you're a kid. You feel like you're like a part of something. It was just, it was cool to go to shows and it definitely, the scene definitely, I think, made me into the the music, going to live shows, lo- you know, just loving live music. Yep. I, man, I could not agree more. I was lucky enough to catch them on, you know, when they were doing this touring cycle a couple times. Once opening for Blink, actually, back in 2000, well, I guess, when did In Love and Death come out? In Love and Death came out. I guess later 2004. So they were kind of in between. I saw them summer of 2004 opening for Blink and then opening for Linkin Park on Project Revolution. Um, Which was, they were fucking great both times. There was probably only one or two songs from In Love and Death included at that point. So I kind of consider it tail end of self-titled into like, opening promo for in love and death but you ready for this i saw them in taking back sunday open for boxcar racer at the wiltern in 2003 stop 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 i mean that's like that's one of my but i if there's a few shows in this world that i am sad that i missed the soul boxcar racer tour with that unbelievable lineup is is one of them so I am very envious of you, my friend. Um, yeah, I just personally think Burt McCracken is, is for me, from again, for me, arguably my favorite frontman in the emo. Um, I just love the guy. I love the band. Um, yeah, my official number one would be self-titled. And again, we, we like to try to not repeat bands, but... In a way, if I could cheat, my real number two would be in Love and Death. So I'm kind of going to put them right up there. Because talk about a band that just comes out with their second album being almost as good, if not just as good as their first. And again, produced by Mr. John Feldman. And it's just insane. Take it away. I caught fire. Let it bleed. All that I've got. Listening. Light with a sharpened edge. Sound effects and overdramatics. Hard to say. Lunacy fringe. I'm a fake. I mean, I know I left out a couple, but... I mean, I'm a fake. I'm a fake was, it's just, it was so cool. It was. It's so cool. It's so fucking emo. The fucking poem at the beginning. So emo. And and I would say I Caught Fire is one of the most perfect emo songs in terms of just a beautiful, melodic emo song. I couldn't agree more. That riff, that riff, who does not love that riff? 
Two. All right. All right. You you ready for my number one? Which obviously you know what it is. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. So it's an argument we we had we've had. Where you want to be is great, but tell all your friends is iconic. It is the perfect emo album, one through nine. It starts with you know how I do, which is might be my favorite Taking Back Sunday song. It's up there for me as well. Bike Scene is a great emo song. Q Without the E might be the most famous emo song. There's No I in Team, which kind of discusses a little bit of the stuff we talk about with the, with the band drama. Great Romance brand. is the 21st Century. With, do you remember like they, they would put – remember there was like the video of it was the – it was from like a movie where there's like that monologue in the beginning? Yes. You know um, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do. Um, Ghostman on Third is a great emo song. Timberwolves in New Jersey is probably the best live song. That's my favorite song on the album. The Place Just Goes. Blue Channel, probably the one song you can skip on it. And You're So Last Summer, um, which is a great one. Great video, too, by the way, and Head Club. It's a perfect album. And- it's the the going back and forth, the screaming, the, the melodic songs. It's It's just, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite all-time albums, emo or not emo. But tell all your friends, take and, them back and, Sunday. And my friend, 10 songs. You said nine songs. 10 songs. No, I said Head Club. Sorry, Head Club. Ten the, songs. Yes, yes, yes. And, dude, it's a, I mean, it's fucking iconic. Don't get me wrong. I, I can't argue that for a second. You know how much I love it. It's just Adam and me are so funny because we'll go back and forth and it's almost like we it like makes it sound like the other hates the other record. And it's like we're we're comparing, you know, it's it they're so well, they're both so good. And this one they're both yes, great. This, they're both great. And this one this of course iconic. Has, it's iconic. It has Q without the E. It has your so last summer. It has Timberwolves. You know, it. there's no I in team, of course, the very famous. Again, I know we don't really talk about him too much anymore because all the fucking bullshit that went down and that it's, you know, fuck them, honestly. But the whole drama with Brand New because, you know, Jesse Lacey really was one of the two founding members of Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. And then and- went on to create fucking Brand New, left Taking Back Sunday. There was obviously some drama between them and... uh and then there were a couple songs written. This one on their end, 70 times 7. Uh, yeah, 70 times 7 on Brand News End. And quite a feud ensued. Well, I think if we it know one in the <laughs> If it wasn't for him kind of being canceled. Yep. And I kind of look at the whole community as a whole. And, you know, you talk about Emo Night when you were young, other bands. I, I, look, I'm not – I still think – I still think, you know, art is art. I still think at the end of the day, in 20 years, we're gonna still going to say Kanye had some great albums. We're, I don't, we're not going to support him anymore. Yeah, but fuck Kanye, still, by the way. Let's make that very clear. Of course, of course. And especially right now, like, it's over. It's over. There's never, like, there's never coming back. Mental health or whatever, he's done. But in terms of, I, I mean, I, I would have to talk about Deja and Tendu just because it was such an iconic album and and it would have probably been on my list but we decided not to and and, and I would agree about not only that one but also your favorite weapon which again 
growing up in the scene, if we're going back to when we grew up in the scene, when we were young, some would say, um, those albums, I mean, they are iconic. They are iconic within the scene. Absolutely do not condone or endorse anything that fucking Jesse Lacey did. And I think that he's rightfully canceled, but it is hard not to at least honorably mention those albums and for what they were and what they meant to the scene at the time. Completely agree. So I guess we um, stop there. Should we go a little honorables? Oh no, let's do that at the end. Let's do that at the way in. So that's, so look, there's our top five. Let's, let's go back through them real quick. I'll go five to one first. So at five, I had bleed American by Jimmy Eat world at four. I had the places you have come to fear the most by dashboard confessional at three. I had leaving through the window by something corporate Two, where you want to be by taking back Sunday. And at one, I had the self-titled album by the used. Um, with a little a little cheat there for In Love and Death as well by The Used. Uh, my five, number five, Sing the Sorrow, AFI. Four, Bleed America, Jimmy Eat World. Three, Self-Titled Used. Two, Get Up Kids, Something to Write Home About. And number one, the best album by the band, Tell All Your Friends, <laughs> Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now, before we do honorables at the very end for everything, we're going to jump right over to top five emo songs. Um, which is probably going to include a couple of this, of the bands mentioned there with albums, but it's a whole nother beast because some bands, for instance, they maybe wrote some good songs, but they wrote one just insanely iconic song or even with that said, there's just some great emo bands we didn't, haven't even gotten to talk about yet. They probably will come up here, but Adam, seeing as I started first last time, I want you to kick us off here. Five, I write sins, not tragedies, panic at the disco. Dude, what a fucking, let's talk about iconic. I just, I don't even know if it's right that I kind of just left it off, but I just knew you'd have it. But it's like, it is in the discussion for my top five as well, in all honesty, but I'm letting you take it away. It's it's uh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the band. Um, I, I I think there's some emo bands that have just I don't know if they've matured like some other bands. And yep. it seems like Panic of the Disco is like neither. I'm not saying they they they're the same, and I'm not saying they matured. It's it's almost like a different carnation. Um, you know, I think it's it's. I don't think he has any original members. I don't think he he only does one. I think this is the only song he does from the first album. And, but it's just, this song has crossover appeal. It's, it's iconic. You're going to hear it on karaoke night. You're going to hear it at emo night. You're going to hear it, you know, on just a, a normal playlist. It's, 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 it's a perfect emo song. It's, it's awesome. What, what, what's there more to say? No, it's, it's so good. I'm with you. I'm not like the biggest fan of the band, but the song itself is I would say close to impossible not to like. It's just, it's unbelievable. You know every word. Right. I think there's some, like, there'll be some emo songs on our list where if you're not a fan of the genre, you're not a fan of the song, this is as emo as it gets in terms of, like, it's going to, we're going to classify this as emo. We didn't have to, you know, this this isn't a, this isn't a question. 
but it's a song that I think everyone bops to. I agree. I fully, fully agree. Um, fucking great pick, man. Uh, all right. I'm going in. I'd say my number five is my slight. I'm not going to go deep cut, but like if there was one that was a little bit less known than the other ones, this is it for me. And it's because for me, there are songs within the emo realm. I think, I think we'd, we'd agree, Adam, that there are ones that are just like bangers. And then you need some of your just like slower, very, uh, maybe slower is not the right word, but just like you're more sing song, you're, you're more singer songwriter ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give us, give me a good sleeper. Let's go. All right. I don't know if it, some people are going to fucking sleeper. This is a fucking legendary song, but something corporate, Constantine. It's my number three. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, then not a sleeper. I, should we wait? Should we wait? Yeah, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Um, okay. Pop so my number four, another just banger. And I was never a big fan of this band. I think I respect them a little bit more now. I think, I think they're actually not as emo as people think. They're just this, they're just a really cool type of rock bands. Uh-huh. And they're in the midst of their comeback right now. They're just killing it. They sold out five nights at the forum. Helena, my chemical romance. I mean, what would this list be without a mention of them? Um, I have to admit, I never was that big of a fan growing up. I still will admit I'm not necessarily the biggest fan. I know I need to run and hide now because everyone's going to come after me with pitchforks. But with all that said, their bangers are fucking bangers. And, and, this, and this is just, I know there's the other one, but the other one is almost transcendent emo song. It's just like a good, per, you know, this great anthem sing-along. But this one is just, this is an emo. This is an emo song where you can whine, you can scream, you can hug, you can mosh. It's just, I think it's perfect. I totally agree. I'm again, I'm very happy you included them because they they just missed mine again because I'm not maybe the biggest fan. But whenever this song comes on, whenever I'm not okay comes on, whenever, of course, Welcome to the Black Parade comes on, I'm going nuts. I'm going nuts because they 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 encapsulate the scene very well. I would argue that some people would look to them as kind of, uh, at this point in time, kind of the ultimate head of the scene in a, in a way. So great inclusion. I'd say my favorite My Chem song is I'm Not Okay of the bangers. But you can't I mean, go wrong. Hell, you can't go wrong. No, no. When I say that, this is like a, this is like a it's, me and it's Adam. It's like a champagne supernova, Wonderwall. Yeah, they're um, all fucking amazing. You know, it's like they're, they're, they're 1A, 1B. They're great. No, no one's going to argue. Agreed. So, okay. Wow. I'm audibling for my number four. I just want you to know that right now. I'm fucking right. straight audibling. Do it. I'm taking out a band that you're going to, after it's all said and done, you're not going to fucking believe I'm taking this band off. But I'm doing it. 
because I feel like I got I got to rep something that just needs to be included. So number four for me, Paramore, Misery Business. You know, I'm glad that you put it on because I didn't. And it's funny because I'm the biggest Paramore fan of this group. 100%. But, but for some reason, I really think in the last, you know, the last few albums, they've transcended emo. I think you can almost say they started pop punk. Then they had a couple really emo albums. Yep. And then they had almost like a reggae, you know, dancey, vibey, indie um, album, which is the last one. Yep. I love this. I love the new song. It's kind of takes away the, it kind of meshes her, her kind of weird, you know, her weird solo stuff into kind of like, you know, a, a, an anthem. Yep. I, I, I love Paramore. I think they've, I think they are, you know, just a great band period. I mm-hmm. think Haley Williams is so talented. I think, I think she's fantastic. And, so yeah, so I, I didn't have a Paramore song on it, but and and Misery Business is I'm obviously a little weird because it's it's a little controversial. They yep. she said she didn't want to play it anymore. And now um, they do, and now they do, and there's part that she doesn't sing because you know it's it's a little you know it, like 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 she says she's she was 16 or 17 when she wrote it, and you know it, it's. You, you there's certain things you're just immature. If I, I'm sure there's things I would have written at 16 or 17 that I would cringe um, if I read. So, yeah. but it's a banger. Everyone Dude. loves it. It 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 gets the crowd going every time, and it's just it, it's 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 epic. It's absolutely epic. Let me say again, Paramore is another band. Similar to something corporate for me. Again, there were just a few bands that it, I was so into, like the pop punk scene. I got really into the bands that came out, let's say, like mid to late '90s and early to like early 2000s. Some of the, you know, a Paramore came onto the scene 2005. You know, My Chem was kind of around the same time. Those bands I didn't really get into until. I moved out to Los Angeles and I kind of re-entered the scene, so to say. I never left the pop punk scene, but again, emo, it's like I was really into the fucking used growing up. But Paramore's a band that again was a later in life love for me. And Misery Business, which I always knew, that was the one song I always knew. Fuck, man. It is such a banger. And just like over the years, just seeing it even become bigger and bigger in a sense. And just when this song gets played, like the place goes nuts and just it's made me over time appreciate them more and more. And and Haley Williams is fucking great. I fully agree with everything you said. And regardless of the little bit of the controversial bit within this, I think she should be proud of this song because, I mean, look at how many people it's connected with all over the world. It's 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 a banger amongst bangers and it's it's my number four great number four great number four and Haley williams did a this series on bbc radio where she was called everything is emo and did like 10 emo songs talked about history um 
it's funny for someone that has tried to be different than emo over the last few years with the solo albums, with the different direction the band's gone, um, gone into, she still knows her roots. So like, I thought it was so cool this weekend. She did, she had a different set list than her reunion tour. She did the emo bangers. She didn't do any, barely any new songs. She did some songs that she hadn't played in a decade, over a decade. And she even gave this great, it's, it's everywhere. You can Google Haley Williams, you know, um, history lesson. And she gave this like really cool history lesson when when you're young, it's, it was trending for a while and it's, it's awesome. She's a great advocate of everything that's right with emo music. I think she's fantastic. I love her. And, you know, um, I don't know what, I don't know what happened with her and Chad from You Found Glory, but you, you fucked up, bro. <laughs> All right. With that said, it's time to talk about Constantine. So Constantine was so incredible in terms of there was nothing like it. Here no. was this eight-minute song that at the time, when I was in high school, was not on an album. You had to download yep. it on LimeWire, and it would take an hour. Sometimes, you know, you would take an hour, and it would be the wrong song. But if you, when you finally got it, you you got what everyone was talking about. Yep. And, then and nine went, and a half minutes, by the way, nine and a half uh, minutes. Nine and a half minutes. Then you would go to the concert, and I will never forget. I saw them at Avalon, which is uh, it was called the Palace then in Hollywood, and. He something corporate would open with Constantine. The whole place would sing every word, and this was a song that you couldn't purchase, or most people had no, you know, no way of getting. You had a burden on a CD. You had to download it illegally, and in this scene, it was such an iconic song. It's incredible. It takes me back. I, I don't think any song takes me back to my high school days than Constantine. Dude, it's just, and by the way, when I introduced it, and I think you can understand why I introduced it the way I did, I think so many songs, every single person within the scene knows. I think most people know Constantine, but it's like, it wasn't a radio hit. You know what I'm saying? No, that, that's 100%. And, that, and that's what's so cool about it. It's, it's, the, it's Andrew McMahon's most requested song every time he does a show. And it, whatever, it was unreleased whatever first. It is. And it was never, it was never released. It was never supposed to be what it was. And it's just, it's so special and so iconic. And there's so many great parts in the song yep. from the Jimmy world and these nights in my car Ugh. and Constantine's coming down the stairs. And it's just, it's so good. It's you so good. You just gave me chills and just thinking about it. It's, it's, it's the best. It's the best. So and you, and, it's, and you, we all know the words. We can sing it for nine plus a minute straight. It's just, it's unbelievable. It was, it was special. And again, it was part of this cool scene that you, you didn't get that with, you know, mainstream artists and, you know, other random rock bands that we still probably liked. No, everything was released. Everything was made for profit. Everything was on an album. This was just, it was like, it was like the, the best secret in town you had. And yeah. and it was so cool that you would go to a place and, and it was the secret was out and it was it was pretty great. 
So now to my number three. I am going to go with a song that is just one of my personal favorite emo songs of all time. I'd say in terms of songs that get the fucking pit going a little bit, this one really just does it for me in every single way. And that's Alive with the Glory of Love, if oh, I say anything. Just miss my five. It's Dude, so good. It's, it's so just, good. It's so good. Um, like, it just puts a smile on your face. Like it's it's a sing along, but there's it's like ah, it's it's sexy, but it's it's like you put your arm around someone and it's just like a campfire song. Like it's it's so good. A hundred percent. And it's just ah I just I can't even really go into it just because it's just if you know the song, you know what Adam and I are saying right now. You just you're screaming every word, but it's God. You just you just described it so perfectly. I can't even really. And even I don't the breakdown do when they're not singing is like such a good like. Scintillating, scintillating radio right now. Um, but yeah, it's it was great. I love it. Great pick. Thank you, thank you. And honestly, that whole album is great. Is a real boy. It's again another band. I'm. I've never seen them. Very excited to Same. see them at when we were young next year. Um, yeah. yeah, they're gonna be there. So should be good. But yeah, this song's an absolute banger, and I'm happy that uh, that it was included. That's number three. My number two. Give it to us. For me, growing up, there was it was. You know, it, as a 16-year-old, I'm pretty sure I was listening to lyrics written by people close to my age, you know, and you just, this whole album actually really got to me, but this song is just a banger. The main chorus, I think, is there's no, there's no better song to sing the words in a crowded room. Best of me starting line. It's my number one. All right. It's it's the greatest. I mean, do we just do it? I think we Let's just do it. do it. Do it. Um, I mean, this this is the one. This there's no better chorus. The lyrics are still relevant today. Um, it's just we got older, but we're still young. We never grew out of this feeling that we won't give up. And I mean, it's it's. It is the fu- like it is perfect, Adam. It's perfect, and the first time. I mean, you Google some of like the starting line shows, and you hear you just hear the crowd just belt it at the end. Every single word, every it's single just, word. It's just special, and I mean the whole. Like I said, the whole album's great, but this song is just it gets me every time. It's just <sighs> one of the all time great songs, emo or not emo. And uh, what else is there to say? It's there's not much else to say. It's it's that good, and this is going to be one of those ones that we love till the ends of time. And it just it does everything for me. It's still relevant and can make me get introspective. And it also just brings a wave of nostalgia and makes me think to other times. It's just it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. 
great number two for you. That's my favorite ever. And and that's the starting line of the best of me. Um, all right, I'll give you guys my number two. And then we're going to get Coach Adams, number one. So my number two, which honestly is also so influential for my love of this type of music, it almost could could it almost could also be number one. It's, it's that, let's put it that way. There's a massive gap from number two to three for me. It's, it's number one and two or, or everything to me. Number two, it's by my favorite band in the scene, which I think you guys all know at this point is the used. And this song, there are a lot of singles that I get tired of eventually. And obviously, Best of Me Starting Line is another example when I never will. But I truly mean it when I say I think I have probably listened to this song thousands on thousands of times. Like, an absurd amount of time. And I still am just as excited as the first time. Could you say you savor every moment of that song? <laughs> I could! Because it's the taste of ink. Ugh. Sometimes I savor it at four o'clock in the fucking morning. Honestly, it's it, we we we've we've talked about the use, and it's just there's no song like Taste of Ink. It's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to sing. It's and like most use songs, right? It's there's something different going on with his style of vocals, but then there's always a great chorus, mm-hmm. and it's it's so good. It's so good. I mean, and they know it. They know it's the. They know it's. They have a lot of hits. They know this is the fucking hit, and it's just, it's so so good. I mean, just think of screaming that chorus with that. So here I am. It's in my hand. I, I'll spare everyone. I'll spare everyone. I won't keep going. But, and I'll savor every moment of this. It's so fucking good. Ugh. It's the best. It's the best, Adam. Couldn't agree more. It's definitely one of my favorite songs. But my list, I didn't want to, I wanted to go five different albums, five different songs. And I know I love the album. It's in my top five. So my number one, my number one, there's two versions of this song. Okay. The first time I heard the song was the first version, the acoustic version. It's on the most emo EP you could ask for. It's almost the perfect EP in terms of what is emo. It is the first song is about the guy likes a girl. It's called So Impossible. Then there's a song about him getting ready. Sorry, then there's a song about him asking her out. Then there's a song, which he still does a lot to this day, about getting ready to go on this date. And then he goes out on the date, and it's hands down the best date he could ever remember. <laughs> and it's, I mean, you listen to the four songs, you can, it's on Spotify. And it's, it was just, it's so cool. It's so cool. And hands down, it's such a great song. The first time you heard, and he kissed me like you meant it. Uh, and I knew that he meant it. And I knew that he meant it. And then 
then he releases with his bands the kind of more electric version. Yep. And both of them are bangers. It gets the crowd going every time you hear that song. And it's, I mean, it's hands down my favorite emo song. Hands down. It's, it's an unbelievable choice. It just missed my list. As did, honestly, a few Dashboard songs. But it's, uh, I mean, I've used the word a few times, but it, it just, it's true again. This is an iconic song within the emo world. It's so good. It brings out all of the feels. Um, it's such a good way. I know that Dashboard close, closes quite a few shows with it. And that's, I mean, understandably so. It's just, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It's such a great pick. I'm so glad Dashboard's on here because Dashboard is one of the two bands that I kind of booted right at the end just to, just to get some new blood in here. All right, should we recap? Let's recap. So you, you go five to one. I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, Panic the Disco, Helena, My Chemical Romance, Constantine, Something Corporate, Best of Me, Starting Line, and Hands Down, Dashboard. And I've got Constantine, Something Corporate, Misery Business by Paramore, Alive with the Glory of Love by Say Anything, Taste of Ink used and the best of me starting line. And I think it's time for some honorables, my friend. All right. So let's go albums first. Albums that we haven't talked about. Thrice Artists in the Ambulance is a great one. And this was, yeah. Thrice was really cool. They, then they got a little more kind of hardcore. They got a little um, religious. Um, yep. But this album is great. Um, the whole album's great. And it's, it's probably one of the heaviest of all the albums we've talked about. But it's still it's still really good. Um, Deja Intendu we talked about. Um, Finch, what it is to burn. People don't know True. Finch. Finch is great, and this album is has so many good songs. And again, it was kind of like I don't know if there was something about you know screaming a little bit that would make emo songs that are talking about the same things as you know the dashboards and the you know the other ones kind of cool, but. To me, Finch was cool. Like I sported a Finch shirt, and um, that's a great, great album. And I'm gonna name an album that might ruin a little street cred, but when you get probably a a budget as big as probably all our albums combined, with some of the best writers in the world and musicians to collaborate, Olivia Rodrigo had an incredible emo album. She did. She did. It was so, it was very solid. So I have the, that last one as is is an honorable, and I think and uh, and say like you mean it. Starting line, the whole album is so good. Leaving, yep. getting a chance, Greg's last day. It's it's a great album. Um, so those are my album honorables. I'd say honestly, you've hit all the ones I would have. I'd say the only one you didn't hit, and we talked about some other through the episode, like you said, like your favorite weapon, brand new. Or um or Deja Intendu or um there's another one that I'm blanking on that we mentioned somewhere else in the episode. But I'm gonna say All American Rejects move along. Um probably not the coolest answer back in the day, but they're great, man. They're fucking great. They've got some bangers. 
They the got, album they got four or five bangers, like certified, like you stop what you're doing and sing along. 100%. <laughs> I just like, it's, it's, it's almost criminal that they haven't come up in this conversation yet. So I'm glad that they're finally getting some notice because they definitely would be, I mean, they're not in my top five songs, but if we extended to 10, I would have snuck an, an All-American Reject song in there. I mean, this album obviously has Dirty Little Secret, Move Along, It Ends Tonight. The I know the self-titled one has, um, what's it called? Swing Swing. swing, swing. And um, what's and the... Gives You Hell is a great is, one. Gives You Hell is great, um, which is on a different album. But yeah, All-American Rejects, man. And, and I've seen them live. They're fun live, too. So... Just some, just really a shout to all American rejects, but and shout to the I'd, lead singer who came up to me after I killed it with Third Eye Blind at the Den karaoke night, and amazing. said I was awesome. So. Tyson Ritter, that's fucking great. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, and again, I know I said it earlier during my top five songs, but is this real? Is this a real boat? Wait, what? Am I fucking up? Um, yeah. Um, is a real boy. Is a real boy. Um, great album as well. But I'd say that's it for me. So shall we move to songs? Let's move to songs. So to I want to. Well, let me sneak first. in. I want to. I want to get in here because, first of all, the song that I slotted out and threw in misery business instead was taking back Sunday Q without the E, um, which is just like, to me, absolutely one of the most iconic songs within the scene. Um, but of course, we talked about these albums already. I mean, the so, next so I would, so I would say that we also have to talk about "Make Damn Sure" because it's probably our third favorite Taking Back Sunday album, if that. But and it's their, you know, it's probably their their biggest song. But it is, it's it, so it, good. It's at least two top three in everyone's list, and it's it's a it's a banger. It's great. It's a banger. So make it's a banger. Sure. Then. I'm going to say one more that's big, and then I'm just going to hit a couple deeper a couple deeper cuts that I really wanted to hit out. So other songs that almost made my list, and, and it honestly was, was so hard for me to even narrow it down, which is why I think I didn't even try, would be between these three dashboard songs, Hands Down, which of course Adam had at number one, Screaming Infidelities, and Vindicated. And Vindicated is honestly the first one that I knew. And then of course you, you learn the others eventually. Well, I mean the way that it worked for me, then I found out about the others a little bit backwards, but they're just so fucking like huge within, within emo music, but I just love all three. So I want shouts to all those songs. Now I'm going to hit a few that I feel like are a little bit deeper. So, first of those, Emily by From First to Last, Ooh. which I love, man. Just like a, just like a little, kind of a little ditty. And we've got the one and only Sonny Moore, aka Skrillex, belting out the lyrics. Um, you know, he was in this band before he became the DJ that we all know today. But this song, there's so much fucking raw emotion in his voice singing the song. I absolutely love it. If you don't know this song, Emily by From First to Last, check this one out. 
Another song that I feel like is a little bit slept on, although it's quite famous if you're into emo music, Ever So Sweet by the early November. All right. You, another you know drive-through records band. Yeah. So another song I really like. And then one more, Until the Day I Die, Story of the Year. Talk about a one-hit emo wonder. Truly. Truly. But great song. And, Great song. And, 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 and honestly, like a textbook emo song. Absolutely. Absolutely. Throw it. I don't want to, I don't want to waste yours. So throw a few at me. I've got a few more after. Okay. Saves the day at your funeral. Yep. Which a lot of lists have, has that album is one of the best emo albums. I just never got that into it. But the first song is just iconic um, at your funeral. Okay. Another great I'm, people might disagree, but they have one huge song like Story of the Year. Ohio is for Lovers, Hawthorne Heights. Oh, yeah. I never got into it, but like absolutely massive song. Totally and, worthy of being in the discussion. And a band we haven't talked about because I think this one really transcended emo. They're yep. so creative and different. Coheed and Cambria, Flavorhouse Atlantic. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. But definitely started within the world. Oh, yeah. And my Paramore song is still into you because I, I like that after a bunch of albums, she got just yep. made one of her just best banger, you know, one of her best banger emo songs. That just, it's so good. Um, I, I don't know if we classify the band as emo, but this song is as emo as it gets. Only one yellow card. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would go, I would lean pop punk with them, but like we can totally, yes. Right. And then another one that we call pop punk, but they got some emo songs like Alkaline Trio, Radio and Crawl are emo songs. Big props to our man, Matt Skiba. Um, I mean, dude, I've got a massive one that neither of us have talked about that honestly, like was a band that I, I really didn't like. I'm going to be totally honest growing up again. It was just kind of past my time of getting into a lot of bands and I kind of looked at this as the next crop and I didn't really like them. And over the years I've gained a lot more, a lot of respect for them. And I absolutely love the hits. I mean, fallout boy, sugar, we're going down. It's, it's a fucking banger. Yeah. You, you, it's, it's definitely a banger. It's not my favorite, but it's, you can't argue that you can't argue. And they, they got a bunch of bangers. I saw them open for green day. This I love dance summer. dance too. No. And, and, and you, you forget how many good hit songs they have. So you definitely respect it. They're definitely one of the biggest, you know, influencers made it cool with the genre. Like Pete Wentz became like a celebrity, like, and, you know, definitely good PR for the community, I would say. Yeah. And again, I don't want to harp on fucking brand new, but like, again, I just have to mention a couple songs because they were a big deal at least back in the day before all this, you know, before the band got canceled for good reason. But Soko Amaretto Lime and 70 Times 7, two of my favorite yes. emo songs. I mean, 70 Times 7 is, well, that's an emo song. Like, you listen to that, it's like, that's an emo song. Um, I mean, the, the what's it called? The breakdown with the, um, what's the lyrics? I haven't listened, honestly, in a while. Cause it's been hard to listen to the all the English but... boys you meet. No, no, that's, 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 um, that's a different song. That's, uh, what's it called? Um, the Jude, uh, 
Oh, Jude Law and the Semester Abroad. Yeah, Jude Law and the Semester Abroad, oh, which is another incredible song. Um, no, 70 times 7 is, that's the, uh, that's the diss song that, you know, at Taking Back Sunday. And right. it's got the part, um, I'm going to look it up real quick. It's the, um, so is that what you call a getaway? Tell me what you got away with. Cause I've right. seen more spine and jellyfish, blah, 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 blah. Ice on the roads. Forget your seatbelt. Head goes through the windshield. Craziness. Just so fucking emo. But, yeah, um. De- Dejan tenured from from okay i believe you but my tommy gun does it to the boy who blocked his own shot it was oh. just it was so good and it hurt it. Boy, yeah. i legitimately have not been able to listen since all the shit went down yeah. but uh, it's hard to talk about because they some of this music was fucking great but um i'm trying to think we got we can't end on brand new let's let's we got to pull one more out you got another um like, I'm yeah i'm out too but i'm out too but you know um I think we we I caught fire to me is is such yep. a perfect emo song which I said earlier it's when we were so talking about good. the and what I caught fire is incredible. I mean, on my own's a great fucking emo song, and even just I know I said it earlier, but I feel like this is a good way to tie it all together. Even for being not a big Mike Chem guy, when I'm not okay comes on, I go fucking nuts. Like, you just scream every fucking word. Every fucking word. I'm going to go one more honorable mention. Please. Our favorite emo bands show, like, you know, most emo songs, right, in in our generation, right? It's it's simple things, right? Like, Like a breakup or, you know, crushes, whatever. And then Taking Back Sunday writes an emo song about literally, like, you took your ring off. And Better Homes and Gardens oh, you is did a it. You great did it. emo song. Wait, wait, Adam. I just wanna, I just wanna give you a big smooch right now because you know how much I love that song. Well, I know and you I, like the album, but I didn't know that was like your favorite song. Oh no, no, that is literally like when I said "Bonus Mosh" is my favorite Taking Back Sunday song. My other favorite Taking Back Sunday song is Better Homes and Gardens. So I did not know that. I love I meant to mention it. Thank you for mentioning it. Like it's so good. And he wrote that song many, many years later. I like not like again, I'm not saying the scene ever left, but I'm saying there was a very, very, you know, deliberate what'll we call it, five to ten year span where all these albums came out for the most part. And King Back Sunday writes Happiness Is in 2014, and that's when we get Better Homes and Gardens, a little bit later than most of the other songs. Um, I love it. So, yeah, I'm glad I picked that one. Great so, pick. yeah, I mean, the, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't put that many songs, like, on, on albums I had, but, like, obviously, like, you know, Bleed America we talked about, Praise Course is my favorite one. Um, something I wrote, something to write home about. Um, I'll catch you is just a beautiful song. Um, so also that's... another great song on the starting line album, "Leaving." Love that, love that track. I love "Up and Go" on that one. That's a great one too. Um, oh, so many great, so many great bands, so many great songs. Just one of the greatest genres of music out there and and one of the best communities of music out there i think anyone can agree on that that's ever been with the emo community 
It's the emo pop punk world. Everyone's fucking friendly. Everyone's in it together. We all just love fucking grabbing each other and singing all these songs and having the best time ever. And I mean, that's what it's all about. I'm I'm really I'm pretty sad that we're not going to be making it out to when we were young. I mean, we have we're going next year, but Adam and I are very fortunate that we've seen almost all of the bands on the lineup many, many times, but to have it all in one day just seems absolutely legendary. Yeah, and to kind of put a spotlight back on all these bands. And yeah, you know, My Chemical Romance and Paramore obviously coming coming back at the at the same time definitely helped. I always think it's like the best thing a band could do is go away for five years. And when yeah. you come back, you're so much bigger than you were. Like I mean like L C D sound system wasn't a festival headliner until they went away for five years and then came back. You know, like that's and, an, one example. I mean, let's just talk about my chemical romance. My chemical romance, if my if I am not incorrect, their last tour before breaking up was opening a Blink one eighty two tour, the Honda Civic tour in two thousand eleven. And now they're and selling out five nights at the forum. That is nutty that is nutty all they had to do was go away for eight or nine years and now they're one of the biggest rock bands on the planet at the moment it's just it's insane so yeah any any bands that are getting about to middle level fame just 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 call it quits for five to ten years you'll be good you'll be good completely completely agree so all right we got to wrap this one up it's getting late over here but this has been a, such a fun episode. I hope that everyone, you know, both people that just got back from when we were young, people that are going to when we were young this upcoming weekend, people that aren't going to either weekend, but just fucking love this music. And this is a good time to celebrate it this week. So I hope you all enjoyed this. Adam, my friend, it's it's always an absolute pleasure having you. Um, this has been the best. And I know we're going to do more of these soon. So, thank you, sir, and thank you to everyone listening. We love y'all. Love you, buddy. Peace. Peace. Top fives and deep dives with Tata PTM. 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 My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese, followed by Quentin Tarantino.